Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Hit That Line. I'm your host, Zach Barry, once again here for week 12 of the show. It is a uh, big road game for Ole Miss coming off the loss to Alabama. 6.30, SEC Network, prime time. Look, it's two teams... Going in very different directions here. It's not what uh, I, I think everybody on the show would agree that we did not think this was the case going into this game. I think uh, most people thought that Arkansas would be in a very different position, but uh, they are battling for bowl eligibility and Ole Miss is trying to stay in the mix for a New Year's Six Bowl. So it is uh, the intrigue is there and and then some. Uh, we will get into that here momentarily, but before I welcome in Austin Gray and Ben Woodhouse, I do want to remind you of the folks that make this show possible. When you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis McCord. He is your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. Give them a call, 901-755-6110 for your surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Show is also brought to you by Clinical Urology Associates. This is a gambling show. We're giving you picks. We're giving you locks. One thing you do not want to gamble with is whether or not it is time for a vasectomy or the time to perform in the clutch. If you're wanting to learn more about that, or you are in search of treatments for men's health, look no further than Dr. Michael Jennings at Clinical Urology Associates. Dr. Jennings, an almost graduate, is here to make that difficult time of a vasectomy easier on you, now offering special in-office sedation for vasectomy patients, and they are also offering minimally invasive surgery, including the use of advanced laparoscopic procedures. He, along with his team of medical professionals are looking to provide, uh, looking forward to, I should say, to provide you a set excellent healthcare to the people of the great state of Alabama and beyond as they accept all forms of insurance. So you do not need to live in Alabama. You can be from anywhere in the country. You can go see CUA for a vasectomy or any other men's health procedures. So go all in, lay the points with them at one of their five locations in North Alabama. Keep your health in the black. Give Dr. Jennings a call, 256-492-4040, extension 4. 
Last but certainly not least, we are brought to you by Hester's Chop House. If you're ever looking for top shelf protein and you do not want to battle the hustle and bustle of the square, look no further than Hester's Chop House, Oxford's newest premier steakhouse option. Comes right to your doorstep. You don't have to know traffic. You don't have to worry about Uber Eats or any of that. They will bring it right to you. Started by Ole Miss Rebel and fire extinguisher enthusiast Jonathan Hess. Free delivery, 16-ounce New York strip with your choice of two sides, ranging from diced potatoes, basmati rice, Brussels sprouts, and more. This elite dinner created by a player for players starts at $25. And yes, you heard it right, free delivery. Follow them at Chop House 80 on Twitter and Hester's Chop House on Instagram and place your orders ASAP. Austin, Ben, good evening. How are we doing? Doing good. I'm ready for another another Rebel weekend. Um, I'm expecting a win. I don't know about y'all. I know it's going to be cold, but I think that helps the Rebs. It's like, what, 18 degrees in Fayetteville Saturday night? Yeah, for once, we're taking an offense that's better suited to that type of weather up to Arkansas. I mean, that in years past, you know, I know our history up there is not great. People are quick to point that out. But in years past, we were the team running, hurry up, you know, no no huddle, tempo, heavily relying on the passing game. That's not this year's offense. So, I, I think you're right, Ben. I think for once, we may actually have the advantage on the road in Fayetteville. I like this matchup for Ole Miss. I think um... – I I you'll you'll read it at omspirit.com part of on three. Um just kind of going through I guess my prediction and I was looking at what Arkansas had done the past couple weeks and you know they in in two wins over BYU and Auburn they scored 93 combined points. And um outside of that since September, um just Without looking at the schedule, I think that's what four games, five games, maybe. Um, but but I mean, just since the last week in September, they've scored seventy-two points total outside of those two games. So they have struggled mightily to score, and you saw it last week against LSU. LSU's playing as good as anybody right now, but um, just really struggling to put the ball in the end zone. And I think that with, uh, you know, Ole Miss is still a top 40 defensive unit per SP plus the offense is going to run the football. I think Zach Evans is going to be back and he's going to be able to spell Quinchon Junkins and give him a breather here and there. But I, I think this is a, uh, a, a good road win for, for Ole Miss and heading into a short week for the egg bowl. I, I think that this is, Kind of a, you know, uh, kind of a tailor-made rock fight for them to, you know, it's the two leading rushers in the SEC with Quinchon Junkins and Rocket Sanders going head-to-head. And look, I think... Is KJ playing? The expectation is that he's playing. Yeah, Yeah, Pittman said he's practiced every... Has he been sitting out because of NIL purposes? That was a rumor. I I wondered if he was doing that because, yeah, I mean. What's the injury, like a pectoral or is it a clavicle? 
Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I didn't know that there was. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, back at earlier in the year, wouldn't know. Don't don't really keep up with Arkansas, but um, I just said there were a lot of rumors that the last couple of weeks he's not played because of NIL stuff. And I think you but you knew that he would come out against Ole Miss because of the the local him being from Sardis aspect. Yeah, yeah. I think it may be a combination. I think he's dinged up. I mean, they were heavily reliant on him. But he could have gone. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm exactly right. So that's what I'm getting at is that, you know, maybe you're a little less motivated if you don't feel like you're getting the bag uh, that you should be getting. And so maybe you're not willing to play with a banged up clavicle or peck or whatever against LSU, but you are motivated to play against Ole Miss. I mean, I think it could be a combo of those things. Um, But I, I still think he's pretty dinged up. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's limited against us. Um, and look, he's always been a limited passer. I mean, really, the thing that he does is just lines up and, and bulldozes you at the point of attack. And with with Rocket Sanders, they do have a, a pretty nasty rushing attack when completely healthy. But I just don't think they are at this point in the season. Their O line is still a little dinged up. Um, I think we're actually the healthier team, surprisingly, after playing Bama last week. I, I think I think we're probably in better shape than they are. Man, that that bye week came at a great time because we played it so did. much better against Alabama than we had against LSU or really any of those teams in the weeks. You could tell that we must have been exhausted because yeah. we, we played much fresher, maybe not the cleanest that I'd seen us play, but definitely definitely looked healthier. Arkansas had really, back to this game, they've not really scored on anybody in the SEC outside yeah. of Auburn and South Carolina. And the South Carolina game was really early in the year. I mean, they're just not very good, but they're not good on defense either. I mean, m- matter of fact, they're really bad on defense. They gave up in SEC games. They gave up 27 to Auburn, 40 to State, 49 to Alabama, 23 to A&M, 30 to South Carolina. They, It's just not a good – they're just not very good. They're especially bad on the back end, and they have a lot of injuries back there. So – or people that, you know, they've just lost. So um, I expect Ole Miss to go up there and win. Now, there's been a lot of distraction this week. I don't know that that's necessarily been a distraction in the locker room as much as, you know, on Twitter. It, we get lost as fans and, and you know, podcasters, whatever. We get lost in the uh, Twitter world, which is not the real world. And it's like a very small vacuum of people – who, I mean, yes, a lot of people are on Twitter, but at the same time, it's not representative of reality. And so you get caught in this vacuum of, you know, Twitter handles that are anonymous from other schools saying, oh, well, Auburn's got, they could buy and sell Ole Miss. And well, you know, Lane Kiffin's coming to Auburn because he's going to get a $120 million contract or, or we've got $30 million in NIL money or whatever. And, and none of that's true. And so now they may offer him the $120 million contract. I don't really know. I mean, more power to him if they do that. But the rest of it is like Lane Kiffin tour the Auburn facility. I mean, I heard it all this week. You know, he drove up to Memphis and met Auburn, who flew their, you know, company jet to Jimmy Sexton's and all that kind of stuff. I just don't I, – I, I have to think that that's only a distraction among us. And not the team, maybe a little bit, but not to the point that you could still go up there, get your ninth win, to come back, get ready, play Mississippi State, get ten wins, sign Lane Kiffin to an extension, and move on. And so I think that's what's being talk- discussed in the locker room. 
there was a really loud statement by Ole Miss this week as far or today uh, that we're recording this on Thursday as far as Ole Miss offered Lane Kiffin, gave Lane Kiffin a very lucrative offer. I think it would make him the fourth highest paid coach in college football and maybe fifth. It's like right around Ryan Day and Mel Tucker, which everybody in the offseason talked about how much Michigan State paid Mel Tucker. And, um, I mean, we're talking like you're in the Dabo Swinney conversation. You're like making two more million dollars a year than Jimbo Fisher. And everybody talks about how crazy his contract is. And so this has just been offered by Ole Miss. So um, Ole Miss was really aggressive with that, you know, this week. And I think that that's just – that really eases my mind because with that as well as – the the statements the representations have been made by how how full the nil treasure chest is really war chest they call it um because um that means that even if the worst were to happen the players that we have are going to be taken care of the recruit the coaches coming in is going to be able to recruit so if that were to happen i don't think it's going to now after today frankly i mean anything could happen but um I, i think that it's you know this morning, before all that came out, I was convinced that Lane Kiffin was gone. And now I'm, I'm more of like 60-40 stays, 70-30 stays. I just don't see it. I mean, there's just too much guaranteed there. He has too much freedom and too much NIL money to do it. And so I think that, you know, that's not really going to – because of that, because of the aggressive nature of Ole Miss with the offer and everything, I think it's going to be far less of a distraction now in the locker room on, to, you know, Friday, the trip Saturday before the game. I don't think any of those players are going to be concerned about that. I mean, they don't know where they're going to go to school next year. So, I mean, that's just the world we live in now. So um, I expect Ole Miss to go up there and win. I know it was long winded, but that really, I, I just think that they're the better team and that Arkansas is too banged up and Ole Miss really isn't. Ole Miss tackled so much better last week. And I think it's because they were healthier. And um, I think that's going to carry over, or, over on Saturday I look for Ole Miss to cover. I think Nick may have even given us a – he's not here tonight. I think he may have given us a lock at Arkansas plus two and a half. I'm probably going to lock Ole Miss minus two and a half. So, uh, he and I can go opposite of each other we have to, but um, yeah. I like the Rebels in this game. I do. Yeah, to the uh, degree that those distractions exist in our locker room, when, when trying to, you know, assess their impact on the game, I, I think you're right to have noted something – Distractions exist in lot in, in Arkansas's locker room too. I mean, at this point in the year, they're a five win team, right? That the season has not gone as they wanted it to go. Last week, they had a chance to impact the the SEC West race, the potentially the the overall SEC. They come out, um, play a really hard fought game against a team that's probably the closest thing they have to a rival in the SEC, and they fall short. Um, they've got guys who no doubt have their eye on the portal that probably haven't played as much as they would have liked. And that's not unique to Arkansas. That, that's with every team. But I think it's especially so where you've underperformed the season, you, you've underachieved. And, again, whether or not – I don't want to question the kid's toughness without knowing specifics on the injury or that, that K.J. had. But I just think, like, there are probably a lot of guys on Arkansas's roster who have bumps and bruises that taped up and played last week in a huge game for their program against LSU while KJ standing in full pads on the sideline. I have to think that doesn't exactly endear you to a locker room. So we've got some distractions. Sure. I think Arkansas has their share as well. So let's call it a wash. 
I think when the ball is kicked, the better team just usually wins in football. I think we're the better team top to bottom. I think we have the more talented roster. I think we have the more dynamic offense. We have the more balanced offense. Um, I think we have the better defense. I think, as you said, Ben, our bye came at the right time of the year. I think we're, you know, as healthy as we've been probably since week two of the season. Um, and we still have a lot to play for. I, six wins are important in college football. Don't get me wrong. Coaches' bonuses are tied to it. You know, they programs try to prove a point by by being bowl programs. That's meaningful to a lot of programs. But I, I'm just not so sure that for Arkansas that 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 magic number six is going to mean so much. When last year you were eight nine win team, this year you had high expectations coming in. You failed to hit them. They still got one more game to get to that six, by the way, if they lose Saturday. So I just don't know that this is like a circle of the wagons game for Arkansas. I don't think they're going to lay down and die. They, they haven't really done that under Pittman yet. But I also don't think we're going to see some fire-breathing team that's extremely motivated either. I just think it's going to be football when the ball's kicked. You know, I, I just don't really see an angle that worries me from a motivation standpoint. Um, again, we're the better team. I expect us to win. It's a short line. I, look, I think it's interesting that Vegas respects us basically as much as they did LSU in this spot a week ago. I mean, LSU oh, yeah. was laying three. LSU yeah. was laying three on the road at Arkansas. We're two yeah. and a half. I mean, it's a really good matchup for us to me. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't think they have anything that can exploit us other than maybe KJ running, but I don't, I really don't think that it's going to matter. I mean, it's just going to be so cold. Like we're just going to pound the rock and pound it and pound it. And they're just not going to be able to look, you can, you can't really take plays. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is no matter how motivated or if you're a running team, you're just a running team. So like, That's right. we're going to carry, you're going to carry Jenkins and Evans up there and, and run over them for like 350 or 400 yards, whatever we do. And, mm. you know, we may win, it may be 27 to, 17 but it, i don't know that it'll ever feel that close yeah and just to underscore you're right with jefferson he is mobile but it's a different type of mobility than say it like Jaden daniels yeah. you know he's not that guy he's no. he's, he's and they're also not lsu else. no they're not they're not they're all it's it's a, not LSU. he's a lumbering dual threat yeah. guy yeah and I just think with our defensive speed in general, like we can fly with the ball. We can fly to a lumbering ball carrier like that. Uh, the quarterback starting three yards deep. I mean, you know, we're going to have four guys hanging on him when he's uh, when he hits the line of scrimmage. So, again, this is assuming they even want to run the guy and that he's healthy enough to do it. I'm not, I'm not convinced that he is. If I will say this, if there's a player like him, and I, and I could be completely wrong, but who's – you know, been banged up but could have played but chose not to kind of deal. There's too much smoke around that for that not to be somewhat true. Um, if you jump on that team, they will quit. Like, yeah. that's a scenario – or he will. That's a scenario where that, that spirals out of control. I mean, this team lost at home to Liberty two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I that mean, wasn't a fluke. I mean, Liberty lined up and beat them. Yeah, that – yes. That's not a – Liberty was up 21-3 to at halftime. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, yeah, I was going to bring that up was not only can they not score the last couple of weeks, but yeah, they have that bad loss. And I mean, they had every, every single opportunity to win that game last week and they just couldn't get it done. And 
you can say, oh, well, they didn't have this quarterback in and, and all that, but man, I just I, regardless of the distractions with Link Kiffin and, and Ole Miss and Auburn, I this is just a better team that is just going to I, I, what what Austin said at the the onset of the show with like well, you know, this isn't a team that's going to, they don't want to go up there and run like the, the hurry up spread pass. And, you know, this is a, a run game that is going to travel and they're going to try to physically wear you down. And I think that that's where this Ole Miss team is different, where they're, they're going to run the football and it's going to be effective. And then I think they're going to also have Zach Evans back and they're going to be able to spell Judkins. And I think that that's what hindered them in that, in that Alabama game was they just had a young guy that was just tired. And I think that that's not going to be the case against Arkansas. So I, I know that it's, you know, you know, Oh, it's, it's in Fayetteville. So it's going to get weird and it's going to be cold, but like, it they're built they're, they're kind of built for this like it, mm-hmm. it feels weird to say that but like this is an this is an offense that's built to withstand this this weather big 10 football yeah yeah i think we were all picking Ole Miss to cover mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah you can lock it in all right well, and, well, and, and i'm gonna join you with the lock on the under I think this goes – I don't want to jinx it. Like, we were certain about the Georgia Tech almost under early in the year. We could not have handicapped that better. This, to me, feels close to that. I think 64 here is outrageous. I, I 64? Think, I didn't even know that. Holy. Yeah. I, I think I this think is a 30, 31. That, I mean, that's what yeah. – that's 20 points under. I think it's 31-23 revs, and we never even sniffed the 60s. Oh my god, sixty four lock of the week. I'll say I feel like I'm, I'll double check it. I think I can get you sixty five and a half. Oh my god, yes, yeah, give it to me. Even better. <laughs> oh, dude, man. this weather. Who who's getting into the thirties? That's yeah. so dumb. I mean, I think that if it get that this is a deal. Like, I think if it gets high scoring, it's getting high scoring on one side. Like, yeah. I don't think that this is shootout in the cold weather. So, either way, you're going under. Yeah, exactly. I just – I don't I don't <clears throat> see this game being played in the mid-30s. I just don't. I, I don't know. Last year, it was played at an extremely high pace, and we piled up 100-plus points. So, maybe people have long memories and think that they're going to get a similar game here. But I just yeah, – in what in, world is this going to turn into a track meet, though? In perfect weather – in perfect weather at 11 a.m. with both offenses wide open, like yeah, it got to it got crazy. But this is yeah, 19 degrees at 6:30 at night. Uh, no, and no, that's crazy. 64. I, I've never even that's somebody ought to get fired over that. Yeah, so I'm locking in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah, I, I think we're uh we're good on uh we're good on the uh the Ole Miss Arkansas game. Um, let's uh let's yeah, start give Nick a lock. Yeah, let's, let's 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 get into it here. Um 
Nick's so going to take Arkansas plus two and a half. No, we're not going to give him that. Nah, yeah, we won't give him that. All right. Uh, so Nick is obviously not here. Um, but the first one we were going to give him, he is going Purdue minus 18 and a half, which is, I, I mean, Ooh, um, Nick loves to scrape the bottom of the barrel in the big 10. It's it's against the wildcats. This is just an outrageous line because Purdue <laughs> Purdue is a lot like early 2000s Ole Miss in that Purdue will – it's like they're coached by Houston Nutt. I know that's late 2000s, but I'm trying to think of a – they're going to punch above their weight against bigger schools and better mm-hmm. programs, mm-hmm. and they're going to play down to lesser schools – and lesser programs, very rarely do you see Purdue just, like, trash somebody. I mean, they, they beat Nebraska by six. Uh, they got <laughs> throttled by Iowa. They beat FAU by two. Uh, I mean, but then they'll beat Minnesota on the road. Yeah. Or they'll yeah. play – they should have beat Penn State. Exactly, exactly. So, so with, with Northwestern here – this makes me a nervous wreck. Give him a minus 18 and a half, but Northwestern is terrible. But man, that makes me a nervous wreck. That line. I think I think Nick would say if he was here, can Purdue score 19? Because if so, they're gonna cover because Northwestern That's right. cannot yeah. score. Yeah. Northwestern has six passing touchdowns on the year. Oh good lord. Guess who their quarterback is? Um, That's good too. Like, do it have two or three against Nebraska? No idea who the quarterback is. Ryan Holinsky. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, People uh, forget I mean, that. Obviously, well, a loss of words. Purdue um, is so bad. They got they gave up twenty four points to Iowa. Now I know Iowa's kind of turned the offense on here lately, but still. That's wild. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Nick's laying 18 and a half with Purdue. When you do the conversion rate on Iowa's 24 points, that's like 48 points for a regular team. Oh, my God. That's – yeah. Yeah. 64. Uh, all right, Zach. Everybody's got one but you, right? Yeah. I'm, man, I've been – I've been staring at this one for – Couple of hours. Um, let it rip. All right. Um, let's go. UAB at LSU. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, are y'all oh. going to talk, talk me out of taking UAB? Because no, circle, circle the dragons. I, I really, it's 14 and a half, and I feel like that's wait, we're uh, taking UAB plus 14 and a half. That's what I'm thinking, but oh man, yeah, I, so they're you know, they're running back leads the nation in rushing, yeah. The, Dwayne McBride, he, he's he's yeah. a stud. He's a, um. Bill Bill Clark, yeah, going into into Tiger Sam, do it. Take UAB plus fourteen and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. You know what? Like this is a good look ahead spot for LSU. They're coming off of last weekend, licking their wounds a little bit. You know they they won in Fayetteville. Like okay, they've got A and M on deck. Um, Mm -hmm. not playing for the SEC. Um championship game you know they're not going to atlanta or or they are going to atlanta but like this is a kind of a hiccup where okay we've got a&m and then we're gonna go play in atlanta you know they're, they're not going to be favored in that game georgia's the heavy favorite um not the best Bill Clark team, but I, I feel like this is a good spot for them to win a really close one. And yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. UAB, I got them. Let's say plus 14 and a half. Let me double check and make sure there's not something, anything better I can get. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, let's let's roll the dice. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Blazers. Let, let's house Targaryen. Let, let's do it. <laughs> I, Love it. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it would be hilarious if they just won outright. Like screw the points. <laughs> just catch catch LSU sleeping between I, the Arkansas and AM games. That would just be incredible. I mean, look, I mean, it's almost like a double look ahead spot because you've got the rivalry game next week against AM, and then you've got to go to Atlanta to play in the SEC championship game. And and look, I let's be real. Like that locker room knows like they're not favored in that game. So this is, this is a, uh, this is a good chance for them to stumble. Um, I, I, I don't think UAB wins outright, but yeah, just make it close. Win by 10, you know, just, just give me like a 34-24 win. I like it. Or Ben, you got one? Yeah. Am I on mute? No, I'm not. Okay, good. Um, so, I feel like I bet on an Auburn game every week. Uh, what, what were you going to play? Yeah. I'm, I, I got, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Hilltoppers yes. of Western Kentucky. <laughs> I think I think they win this game outright. Frankly. I do. I love um, it. Five and a half. Did y'all see the celebration last week after Auburn beat Texas A&M? 
Unbelievable. It was like they won the Super Bowl. So dumb. It, it, um, yeah, I mean, ridiculous. And um, I like Cadillac a lot, and I love his interviews. You can really tell that that dude genuinely loves his school, and he is so thankful to be in the position that he is in. But mm-hmm. he cannot help who plays football for their university right now. And West Kentucky is pretty, pretty solid on offense. Oh, yeah. um, their quarter, their quarterback, I don't know if he leads the country. I think he's second in the nation in passing yards with like 3,500. Austin Reed, really good. Yeah. He's third in the nation in touchdowns. And, I mean, this that he completes like 70% of his passes. They're good pretty much everywhere, I think. Did, I don't know if they won or if they got beat on the last second field goal because I'd pick them um, maybe against Purdue. Now, if, I, if I'm rem- remembering correctly, they got beat on the last second field goal. Or was it Purdue or Indiana? Indiana, Indiana. yeah, Indiana. It sure was. And so, anyway, I like West Kentucky here. I, Auburn is looking ahead to the Iron Bowl for one. Yeah. They're trying to figure out who their next coach is going to be. And and expected to they expect it to be Lane Kiffin. Secondly, they they're not worried about Western Kentucky. And and make no mistake, this is a big game for Western Kentucky. So because oh, yeah. this is an opportunity for them, to, nobody's going to ask in recruiting. Well, or they're not going to say, "Well, y'all beat a down Auburn team." When they're like, "Well, yeah. we went to Auburn and won a game." I mean, this is like a program. Not only say program defining, but it's definitely a a program impacting you know, win in recruiting, give me Western Kentucky. I, I would take a money line. Really, I really Dude, would. We, but we, I think we talk about this. They get six the and a half, I think. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, they're, they're catching at, at least six, I think. Uh, I completely agree, completely co-sign. We talk about this all the time, not to make it, you know, overly simplistic, but if you have the better coach and you have a better quarterback and you're getting points, yes. that, that's just – I mean, that's a recipe – more often than not, for success. And unquestionably in this case, Western Kentucky has the better coach and the better quarterback. Dude, Tyson Helton is good. Yeah. and hey, yeah, He's a hell of a lot better than Cadillac. Like you said, I like Cadillac too. It's a good story, heartwarming, all that. But in terms of X's and O's and preparation – like they acted like they had won the national championship last week against AM and they have their biggest game still left on the calendar. You know Cadillac wants that one. You know he's already thinking about that one. He has not done this week in and week out. He's not prepared a team week in and week out to be ready to play for decades like veteran coaches, you know, have. I, I just I expect them to be very flat. I expect uh Western Kentucky to be the complete opposite of flat, to be sky high for this one. And to be ready, and again, they got the better quarterback and the better coach. I was going to say Austin Reed had had some interest from one Lane Kiffin. Yeah, back in the day. So, um, yeah, I, I really do not hate that pick whatsoever. Um, just yeah, complete look ahead spot. Auburn after last week is is prime to fall flat on their face. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of falling flat on their face, um, Nick is taking 
Wake Forest minus nine and a half at home against the Orange of Syracuse. I uh, I actually really like this pick. Um, I I feel like the shine's kind of off Syracuse at this point, and I like Wake at home in the dash. I like Sam Hartman. Um. Yeah, I think this is a uh, I think this is a solid pick. I think that man, I Dino Babers is a guy that he he gets a he gets mentioned a lot when coaching searches pop up, but like if you look at his tenure at Syracuse, and I know it's Syracuse, I know it's a tough job, but like it's somewhat unwarranted in my opinion. Yeah, I think early on he was a much more impressive candidate. You know, those early days when he was running it was something that looked like the the air raider, at least resembled it. They threw the ball around the yard a lot, really up tempo. Now, give him credit for adapting his offense to the tools that he has. I mean, with Garrett Schrader and a really good running back, obviously you don't want to chuck it around the yard. Your strength's going to be in the running game. But, uh, you know, as they've encountered, as they've had to step up their level of play against better competition, the wheels have sort of fallen off this season for him. So I think he's a good coach, but I'm with you. His stock is not nearly as high as it once was. Um, you don't really see him linked to better jobs now, which he was just a few short years ago. Now his name doesn't really come up in those conversations. And like, I think Wake needs a win badly here. You know, when Wake stepped up in class last week against North Carolina, they battled to the end, but North Carolina ended up flipping them. And then, you know, the week prior, uh, Wake struggled at Louisville. So Wake needs to get off the mat. I think I, I trust Clawson and company here to do that against an outmatched Syracuse team, particularly on the road. Go ahead, Austin. Or let's give Nick one if he had yeah. if we have given his third. Wait, that that was Nick's, right? Yeah, that was, was well, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. All right. So uh you mentioned Indiana a moment ago, Ben. Uh yeah. let's let's fade the Hoosiers. Let's go. Michigan State laying <laughs> ten against Indiana. Michigan Very State is now good a good pick. football team. Yeah, I'm not I'm not telling you Michigan State's great. I'm not even suggesting that they're good, but don't this look now. They've suddenly got five wins. We mentioned how important that six win mark is for programs. Michigan State needs this one after their early season slump, a ton of injuries. They've quietly though put together some wins. Uh, in recent weeks and are right there now on the cusp of bowl eligibility. They close at Penn State. So if you're Michigan State, you've got to have this one. With five wins, you've got to have this Indiana game. As I mentioned, they've got some guys back, some guys back from suspension, some guys back from, from injuries. I'm not telling you Michigan State is good. I'm just telling you that Indiana is awful. Indiana is bad and has nothing to play for at this point in the season. I think 10 is a little short on the road. I can see a, a 28-13 win here for Sparty. So let's lay the 10. Um, yeah, I really like that. I was actually – that was going to be my third lock. I'm going to – so I was going to do something real chalky, but here I'm going to – I'm going to uh, um, d- just go with my gut. So, last week, if I remember correctly, 
two weeks ago, Liberty played at Arkansas and won. Mm-hmm. And then last week, Liberty played UConn and lost. That is mm-hmm. peak Hugh Freeze. But let Hugh me tell Freeze you what experience. Liberty's going to do this week. They're going to hammer Virginia Tech at home. Yeah. They're yeah. laying nine and a half. And in true Hugh Freeze fashion, they're going to get back to wherever they play in Roanoke or wherever Richmond, where is Liberty? So wherever in Virginia. Lynch, Lynchburg, and, uh, right? Oh, yeah, Lynchburg. Yeah. And uh, turn it loose with Jonathan Bennett, and they're going to lay it on Virginia Tech. I'm going to lay the nine and a half or whatever the number I can get is. Uh, it may be 10. That's fine. Nine and whatever. a half. I got you. Yeah, nine and a half. And, um, and, and take the, uh, the flames. I, I just, I can't imagine a, a world where Hugh Freeze doesn't come back. I mean, literally winning at an SEC pro- school, losing to Connecticut, who almost shut down their program, yeah, and then beating an ACC school at home. I mean, that's that is literally the Hugh Freeze experience. So, yeah. um, lay the points. Yeah, I like it. You th- you've got to think Freeze, whether he's right or wrong still feels like he's auditioning for a better gig. And so I know that, you know, that could the same could apply to last week as well. But he was going to be flat after the Arkansas win. You know it was. So UConn clipped them. They were a little sleepy. I think this week with a power five team and another chance to 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 put a resume win out there and show, you know, bigger schools, bigger programs, he still got it. Freeze will have the guys ready this week. And Virginia Tech is bad. They're I mean they're bad. They're bad. They're, they folded tents a long time ago. I mean, two and eight bad. Yeah. Yeah. Virginia Tech's last five games lost to Duke, Georgia Tech, Miami. These are bad football <laughs> teams. Like, they're, they're just not good. All right. Um, I feel like this is out on a limb, but maybe it's not. I'm going to go under. Double check here. Under 76 for UCLA USC. Um, probably the best uniform battle out there. It's uh, it's 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 gonna look great on TV, but I, I think the under is the play here. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like this is, even though it's two of the, you know, people say it's two of the best offensive minds out there in Lincoln Rally, Chip Kelly. Um, I, you know, kind of in a weird one where I feel like even though the defenses aren't great, I feel like the offenses are going to struggle in this one. And it, this one's going to be a little bit of a, a uh, little bit of a battle. And I'm going to go under the 76 and a half here. Um, maybe I'm just kind of hedging with what the experts think, but um, I felt like taking LSU either to cover or, just outright was a little risky, but I think the under is the play here. Like it, it's contrarian. I think, uh, 
I think too after last week's performance, UCLA's defense has got something to prove. You know, I mean, they they gave up a ton of points to Arizona, so I think you'll see an inspired effort. It's also a rivalry game. You have to think they're going to fill each other out for you know the first quarter. Um, and it doesn't mean no scoring, but I just don't think you're going to see like a 21-21 first half. And you, I'm sorry, first quarter, which you basically need in order for a game to go over a number like this. Like you're going to have to have like a a quarter where both teams get into the 20s. I don't think that's likely, at least in the first half. So if they, if you can stall out a couple drives, a couple punts, maybe a field goal here or there, uh, I like it. I think you got a shot. All right, let's get uh let's get Nick on the board for his final one here. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, let's go to this one. Um, let's go Clemson minus the best I can get. Our boy Nick here. Minus 18 and a half against Miami. Um, yeah. this was this was one that I was really eyeballing, and uh he went ahead and snagged it. Um yeah, Clemson's just kind of fine-tuning for the ACC title game, and Miami just sucks. You talk about quit. Like, they're teams at this time of, of year, when they've underachieved and underperformed, you'll see quit around the country. No team has quit more than Miami. <laughs> they are completely checked out. I'm going to be really interested to see the portal over the next couple weeks down in South Florida. I know NIL is huge down there. That's part of the reason they've been able to build the roster they've got. But those dudes have completely checked out. And that started around the Florida State game when they let FSU just run it up. I think you're going to see a similar effort here. It's at Clemson, right? So, I, I, there are I think, rumors <laughs> about some of their coaches attempting to contact some of our players. There oh. are, there are. Um, I can't Who imagine could that be going to this dumpster fire at this point. But I guess crazier things have happened. Um, yeah, I think I think this could be like 38-3 Clemson. I just, how is Miami going to score? Yeah, I mean, I hope they beat them seventy to three. Yeah, good. Yeah, uh, oh boy. Um, yeah, I Clemson is is Harry Perry yeah. Singer's got that great first step though. <laughs> that great cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I he'd be like the fifth string running back here this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Clemson's getting geared up for the ACC title game, and man, Miami is just—it's just they're bumming, man. They're the um, they're in the yeah. past, man. I'm telling you, you got to get out of the ACC while you can. Some coaches yeah. go back to the ACC. That doesn't make a lot of sense, but no. Good luck to them. Oh, boy, um. All right, Austin, you got a you got a final one. Yeah, I need to win badly here. I've lost as much money as that Sam Bankman Freed guy over the, this season. So uh-huh. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna this is gonna be a numbers play, purely numbers play. Hold your nose. Give me the Navy midshipman Ooh. plus anything over two touchdowns against Central Florida. So over the last 20 years, 
whenever a service academy is catching two touchdowns or more, they're 61% against the spread. Um, it's a flat spot here for UCF. They beat, they went on the road, or, you know, a really hyped up game last week against Tulane. I was opposite them. They beat Tulane. They looked really good doing it. They did lose, though, uh, defensive starter for the year. Two other guys got banged up. Next week, they have their quote-unquote rivalry game against USF, the War on I-4. This is a flat spot, a triple option team. I think it's at 11 a.m. in the morning in Orlando, Florida. The bounce house is going to be, you know, half full to watch UCF go against a triple option attack. I just don't see them piling up enough points or having enough possessions to pull away to the tune of two-plus scores against a triple option offense. Navy is not good this year, but they keep fighting. They they <laughs> Last week against Notre Dame, they lost by three. I don't think UCS defense is any better than Notre Dame's. You're not going to get quit out of Navy. Um, so while they can't bowl, I don't expect motivation to be an issue. Those guys play hard week in and week out every week. So, again, last week against Notre Dame, they lost by three the week prior to that. They lost uh, at Cincinnati by 10 as an 18-and-a-half-point underdog. I just think Navy can hang around here and lose by two touchdowns that I cover. So give me plus 15, 15 and a half, whatever, we, whatever it is right now. I just don't see any motivation for UCF to come out and blow out this Navy team in this spot. Respect the troops. Yeah, Gus has to respect yeah. the troops. That too. All right. Um, let's, let's, let's get a little weird here. I'm, not sold on this, but whatever. I'm trying to make a move here. Um, you know, not to not to brag here, but um, let's see, three, four, five, six. Yeah, nine and three over the last four weeks. Trying to keep this thing, uh, try to keep this thing going. Yeah, you're on it. I'm, I'm really gonna roll the dice here, and let me. Check the current line just to be sure. Um, yeah, shit, I might get any help. I'm gonna go Fresno State minus 22 and a half against the Nevada Wolfpack. Um, I really not much here to discuss. I Nevada is terrible, and I think that uh, the Bulldogs and the power of the Valley is going to just really push me through here, Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, I I will say that um, Fresno is averaging over 40 points a game in their past four games. And Nevada is giving up over 30 a game. So uh, it's almost kind of like the average of something's got to give. Like, well, like Fresno's averaging this amount of points and Nevada's giving up this amount of points. So I'm just going to, yeah, let's roll the dice in the whack and, and see what happens. So. Yeah, Fresno's been playing well since they got Hanger back. I mean, that was huge for them. He missed, what, four or five weeks of the season, kind of derailed their entire season. Since yeah. he's been back, they are piling up numbers. 
Yeah, and I actually thought that that game against Southern Cal was going to be interesting before he got hurt, um, which he unfortunately did. But, um, but yeah, yeah, and, and it's mostly – I mean, Hayner's good. It's mostly because Nevada's terrible. You don't know how many yeah. passing touchdowns Nevada has on the season as a team? It's got to be like three. Four. Four. Do you know how many yards they carry per attempt? No. Mm. Two. 3.1. I say it can't be a lot. Oh boy. They're they're yeah. literally I mean, terrible. I mean, they are yeah. They are historically bad for a football. I mean, they and they have two wins. I know. Who do they uh, beat? They luck box their way into two wins right out of the gate. New Mexico they State. Beat Texas State. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And New Mexico State. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then in week three, they lost by two touchdowns to Incarnate Word. <laughs> They're, I mean, dude. Sheesh. I, so is Boise yeah. going to hire Brian Harson back? <laughs> I bet some of them are, are, are wondering or asking for it. He won like 80 some percent of his games there. I don't know why, why they wouldn't, unless they just like whoever their coach is now. I don't even know who their coach is now, to be honest with you. Avalos? Yeah, Avalos. That's right. Yeah. So we got all 12 locks? Yeah, we're in. Um, Look, the board this week was kind of funky. Um, It's been funky this year, dude. Yeah. But but at this point in the season – the edge is just gone. Like Vegas has the numbers down perfectly. Like the margins are just, they've evaporated by this point in the year. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, mm. um, hey, nevertheless, we got 12 locks for you, week 12. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's been a hell of a ride. I mean, we're going to, we're gonna keep this thing going, you know. Obviously, through rivalry, rivalry, man, that is hard to say. Even if you've just been chugging red wine at <laughs> Friendsgiving all night, um, yeah. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna keep going through next week, and then we'll probably keep it churning through Championship Week, and then you know who who knows? We might get a wild hair and keep going through the Bowl Week, but. Um, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Um, honestly, like it's pretty pretty close right now. Um, ben is in the lead with sixteen wins. Um, somehow, I have found my way back into second place with fifteen, and then Austin and Nick are tied with fourteen wins apiece. Uh, it's gonna be a fun one getting down to uh to the end of the season, but uh, we got 12 locks for you, and um, we'll be back. Like the Island of Misfit Toys of gambling. It, it, it's Dude, everybody is the Island of Misfit Toys this year. It's It's been hard. Look, this is the uh, week we all get on the same page, though. Like, it, we haven't done that I, yet. I hope. Year. I hope. Like, let's let's all go two and one, or let's... let's... This is a nine, nine and three week. Let's have a couple. Uh, let's have a couple three and O's, and then maybe somebody goes two and one. Yeah, let's let's do that. 
Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week for week 13, um, which I guess is championship week, but, or, or no, 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 it'll be rivalry week. Um, after that, we'll do some championship week stuff. And then, I yeah, we, we might as well just have fun and do some bowl game stuff. But um, but thanks to uh, Austin and Ben for joining. Thanks to Nick for sending in his locks ahead of time. And uh, thanks to the listener for tuning in. And thanks to the sponsors for making this show possible. Again, we'll be back next week. Till then, Ole Miss, Arkansas, 6.30 p.m. Central Time, SEC Network. Enjoy that. Until next week, we out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.